All right, cool. Ready to roll, man. All right, everybody, start the podcast. So what's been happening? <laughs> that was smooth. That was smooth. So what? So what? So what's been happening? Um, is that you asking me? Oh, I was both asking you and parodying you and mocking me. Yeah. Uh, well, I'll tell you what's happened. Um, I bought some smart scales. Oh, you know about these? Yeah, it tells you how fat you are directly to your face. Right to your, to your face. Right to your phone. Um, I can't remember why I bought it. it was definitely an, you were drunk. I was having a. I was having a. Uh, a weak moment, I think, uh, uh-huh. of uh, self-image, uh, body self-image. Now, before we go too um, much further, do you already have scales? Or there are no scales in the house and you thought, look, if no I'm going scales. in, I'm going all the way in. No scales. Well, these smart scales are only 40 bucks. Well, the one I got was 40 bucks. Ooh la la. So, um, yeah, I got this uh, scale and it tells you, you have to get an app and you put in, you know, how much, how high you are. How high you are? <laughs> <laughs> I've stoked you might... twice today. Yeah. <laughs> and you also have to put in how tall you are, your age, blah, blah, blah. And when you step on these scales, it tells you right on your phone exactly how much you weigh, obviously. But then it also breaks down all these different like body fat percentage. Like, I'm guessing they're that, somewhat that's rough. Be a, yeah. Um, so... I, the, so there were no scales in our house. The last time I'd weighed myself was at the gym. They've got like one of these old school weigh things where you flick the... You put the weights across, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so that was probably... That was in March. Uh, God, and I isn't weighed... that annoying as well? Like, just sorry to cut you off, but like those yeah. manual weight things, like the the depravity of being forced... To continue to put your weight higher and higher, <laughs> notch by notch, as the optimism slowly like seeps out of your body. What yeah. a gut crush. What a kick in the dick. Like every time yeah. you're just like, oh, really? Okay, not 60. Oh, okay, 70. Okay, 80. Okay, oh, okay, fuck. Yeah, it's like one of those things that people have. I mean, the gym I go to has a lot of rusty old equipment as it is. <laughs> so I don't know if they're doing it to, it's like an antique kind of cool. Oh, you have to weigh yourself. Because they don't have actual digital scales. Are you trying to guess whether it's That's, hipster? Yeah. Well, it's in a hipster area. So, okay. But, but these guys are like the most, they don't even know the word hipster. Right. Um, yeah. So I weighed 78 kilos before the pandemic. I weighed myself for the first time yesterday on these new smart scales. Okay, before you guess tell me, before you tell much? me, before you tell me, you I want to know, were you feeling like this is going to be good or bad? Because there's a few factors here, right? There's the vegetarianism thing, right? There's the working, like living from home, having to cook your own meals, right? You're not getting takeaway. You're not going out. You're not drinking lots of booze at clubs. You're not in like social situations. So there's, there's a lot of factors where it could be like, you know, I could have lost some weight here. Then there's the flip side. I can't go to the gym. I've started eating meat again. That you know, uh, where where were you hoping? What what was your rational expectation here? I was not expecting it to be flattering at all or surprised. I well, I don't know if about surprised because I was surprised, um, but I I thought I, I I knew how I had put on weight. I was less defined. Like one of the like the things that you mentioned before. 
Yeah, I haven't been going to the gym. I did stop being a vegetarian. Uh-huh. I'm also probably drinking more okay. than I was. Okay. So there's a lot of these factors. Like it was, it was going to be terrible for okay. for my ego. Uh, do you want to guess? Okay, you were seventy eight. I was seventy eight. Okay, eighty one. Eighty five. Okay. Eighty seven. Fucking kilos. I, I Wait, squealed. what? 85 or 87? 85. Why'd you just say 87? Did I say... I don't know. You're probably right, because I do this all the time. But I meant <laughs> 85. Oh, you meant you went up 7. You gained yeah. 7, not so 87. I gained, gained seven, 7 kilos. 85 kilos. Uh-huh. This is really embarrassing telling this. And that was like... I literally did like this. Ah! <laughs> like, I literally did that. Um... It was devastating, and uh, I, I just felt so like I was just angry. Like it wasn't. I was just angry at myself as if I was another person. Like as if I was still the the guy that was <laughs> pre pandemic, still working. Out. And but I have like I have a vested interest in this other guy. I disassociated it, it completely. Hurt, it hurt you so much. You became a separate person to yourself. And looked back at the first person and said, you piece of shit. Yeah. No, I looked back at the future person. Uh, <laughs> and as a, as the past person, I was like, you're a fucking slob. At the start of this pandemic, you told you, you looked yourself in the mirror and you said, Michael, you're going to do 50 push-ups a day throughout this whole lockdown. And I'm not taking no for an answer. And I said... No. Fuck yeah. I'm going to fucking... <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, just in a, just to make my feel, myself feel really bad, I, uh, I went and Googled and wrote down a list of things that weigh seven kilos. Do you want to hear them? Okay, yeah. All right. Things that weigh seven kilos... I'm really hoping, the by amount the way, that this list of things is just like... Seven kilos of marshmallows. Seven <laughs> kilos of Skittles. Seven kilos of fish. <laughs> you know, that, I kind of wish that that's what it was and you didn't say that. Sorry. Um, all right. So things that weigh seven kilos. A gallon of paint. A typical okay. gallon of paint. Uh, a bowling ball. Okay. Yeah, right. Two cats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, a, a medium bag of dog food. Okay, yeah. Um, dry, presumably. The mac- the, the dried dog food. Yeah, the yeah. maximum uh, allowance of carry-on on most <laughs> airlines. Yeah. You've effectively eaten <laughs> one carry-on bag, which contained one bowling ball. Yeah. <laughs> Three chihuahuas. Okay. Apparently chihuahuas. Smaller than cats. Um, and a 19-inch plasma TV. That was that was not me just guessing that, by the way. That you, There's a website that you can type in weight and see what other things... Like, there's what a website that, that does that. that. This is from that website, a 19-inch plasma TV. <laughs> well, plasmas um, are traditionally, like, received, uh, regarded as, like, a big step forward in the, you know, thin panel design. So, that, yeah. that's but quite... Why did, the, why did they include plasma? Like, that's not... Who cares about? <laughs> well, I would, you know, if I'm going to eat a TV, I want it to have crisp blacks. I don't want it to be just like a pissy kind of, uh, 
you know, Vizio version thing. I want to know that I'm getting some quality pictures. Yeah, well, I guess. But, uh, yeah, so I went... um, The gyms are closed here, so uh, they just opened up playgrounds and outdoor equipment. So I've been going to this one outdoor gym, which is humiliating kind of in itself as someone who's... Um, as someone who's like already self-conscious and and feeling that they've lost muscle mass and or muscle strength, all these things. On top of that, the only way I can work out now is in front of the public. Like that's where I have to. That's where I, everyone gets to see that now. And I tried like I before the before the the uh, lockdown, I could do about eight uh, chin ups, which it was something I worked over years to get to a point to be able to do. And I went to go do my first one and I couldn't even do one. And the park that it's at is like at an intersection and it was a red light. And I just, I couldn't see in their windows, but I just know that someone was looking at me and going, that guy just tried to do a chin up and he, and he didn't do one. Uh, I mean, that's the kind of thing. Well, if I saw that, I would be shitting myself laughing. If there was else. someone that you saw parked at that red light and they were, you know, holding up their phone to the window and like their head was sort of moving back <laughs> excitedly or whatever, I think what's most likely is that they were bird watchers and they just saw a really interesting raven. And I wouldn't take anything personally about the fact that they like pointed in your direction or you heard sort of like cackling noises. That's just bird call. So, you know, you keep getting out there and you keep trying to pull that that sort of tubby lard of body mass up to that bar and pretty soon, you know, you'll have a few bird watches of your own. Get it? Oh, I like it. Yeah. Um, Well, I appreciate you trying to make me feel better there, but uh, my biggest fear in the entire world is ending up on brown cardigan. What is brown cardigan? You know that, like, Instagram website that they post like it's usually like um girls doing selfies like videos of girls doing selfies or getting their boyfriends to you know take fo- you know that kind of shit like okay. it's like it's calling out people for doing pretentious like public shit right not pretentious it's just anything that's funny that's like okay. taken on a thing anyway you yeah. i can't believe you don't i'm not really on is. instagram but uh, yeah, that's my biggest fear. But anyway, I'm I'm trying to use all this hate for myself and channel into I am gonna really try and uh, tackle this issue. Yeah. yeah. And what's 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 going to be your process here? Are you going to keep going to the park? Are you going to work from home? Are you going to uh, well, get I do a work from online? Home. No, but like work out from home. All oh, right. I I think well. I'm gonna st- I'm gonna try and run every day. If um even if it's just a ten minute jog, I'm gonna run every day. And every second day, I'm gonna go out to this gym. And I'm also gonna um eat way like as as healthy as I feel like I can. Yeah. This morning and I had a bowl have a- of porridge. Oh, it was gross. <laughs> oh, do you have like a target here? Like, do you want to be back to seventy eight? I want to be back. 78 is the target. Yeah. Okay. But do you want to be like a muscly 78? Well, I did before, but now my goals have... Just to get, now my just to get down Now my ambitions there. have lowered. Yeah. And now I just... 
now I would just like to be like I was before, which is nothing to brag about, by the way. But um, <laughs> yeah, but and- like you got to remember the whole context, the whole reason here that this happened is you have weak will. Um, what? Sorry, I should have. Tr- I should have been more supportive i guess maybe the whole reason this happened was uh the pandemic and you were stuck at home for the past six months and you haven't been able to do anything so you should be kind to yourself well you know what's i mean that was that was a really sick joke (laughs) did you like it or not i mean i didn't enjoy listening to it no but there is if i'm being perfectly honest there's uh, there's a element of truth in that (laughs) no and if there is it is i do have weak will i gave i give up on i gave up on being a vegetarian i gave up on life a few years ago Um, i was joking i i still try a little bit at life yeah the (laughs) um the you do need to be kind to yourself because it like you're not going to be the only fucking person who's put on weight during lockdown. You have been literally in your house for the past two months straight. And the benefit of that, the success of that has been your numbers are down to like 14 cases every day now. Like the the effort that you've been putting in is has paid off for the benefit of the rest of society. You've done a, a solid for the people around you at the expense of your own health and mental well-being. So don't think that you're (laughs) just like you've given up on something. You've actually been doing something else difficult in its place. Well, I tell you what, if someone came up to me, a wizard say, and said, you can have um, a ripped, I'll give you a ripped body right now. And Melbourne has to go into lockdown for one more week. I would say, give me the body. (laughs) I think, you know, that's not unreasonable. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, a week. Yes, it is. A week is kidding? not that of long. Course. Well, that's what I. That's the but case a body's forever. Making. Well, not that's... in your case, but you know the uh... the benefits would be immediate. Yeah, Emma would look I... at you again. Yeah, <laughs> Thank you, thankfully. <laughs> oh boy. Oh, I'm sorry. It has been a uh, a disappointment no, to have to look at no. yourself in the mirror. <laughs> Well, you've been dealing with it for years, so I can yeah. only, now I know, <laughs> and I, I have a lot more respect now for you. Now you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, welcome to D4, everybody. Oh, you're so close to the end, Melbourneites. You're doing so well. I'm so proud of you. You've really achieved something legitimately together, and I'm just so glad that you are here with us today and able to be distracted. So don't think about the pandemic. 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 This is a podcast seen through the internet with me, Michael. Hey. Hey, you're mean today. I think I am a little bit. I've had two beers, so that might be why. I'm coming in hot. <laughs> um, when the monster comes out after two lagers. I've had... No, no, no. No. Nick. no, no, I've had two Rattlers. <laughs> the, it's uh, a Rattler. Oh, it's the one with, like, like, like lemon, just to take the edge of the flavour off. <laughs> Um, and, <laughs> and my name's Nick. Hi. Hey, Nick. Hi. Don't think about the pandemic. Nice. Rattlers, eh? <clears throat> yeah. That's the good stuff. It's like, drink- it's fresh. It's springy. Are you in no. spring? Is it warm out there? It's getting there. 
it's like uh, coming in waves. So we had we had like twenty five or twenty six the other oh, day. Shit. Everyone, everyone, everyone went out to the park. We went out to the park to meet some friends at a social at a decent Remotely, distance. Yeah. Although, as the as we started drinking, the the circle got a little tighter. I got to say, um, but the whole park in Melbourne, we thought we we're going to end up in the news. Uh, oh. there was, it was like littered with people. Everyone was keeping their distance. Yeah, like that's it good. Was, like if you, if when you arrive, you're like, holy shit, we're not meant to be doing this. But as you go through the park, you could see everyone was. Were there police spaced. there? Like, because some of the beaches, they had police like watching to make sure, right? Yeah, there were surprisingly no cops. Huh? Maybe they were playing yeah. clothes. Deep cover. Yeah. Sure. Um, if you hear a little bit of nasal congestion on my end, I apologize. I had a bit of a cold last week again. It's a bit annoying. Um, I think but you sound it, better. Oh, thank you. Than, than normal. Yeah. I got a little bit of a sonorous radio voice. Um, the, uh, fun thing that I did on Tuesday was get a COVID swab. I didn't oh, mind yeah. it. I thought it was fine. You liked it, huh? I enjoyed, you know, just a little <laughs> bit of intimacy, you know? Oh yeah. Getting a bit closer. Yeah. Yeah, you're like they're doing the nose swab, and the nurse is like, "Are you all right?" And you're like, "Can you can you just put slower, it in a little deeper?" Slower. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hated it, man. I, I I did it myself though, actually. What? Emma and I, we they gave us self tests. What? Yeah. Well, they trust you to like jab something into your brain. That's what I said. Um, but yeah, uh, it was when, when it was a few weeks ago. It was a few months ago when they had the hotspot in our area, so they just set up a camp. Yeah, and it started raining. Right. That was the way. But it started raining and we got into the line and we were like, oh, we're going to have to wait in the rain. And then some nurse came up and just said, here's a pack. Go do it yourself at home. And we're like, yes. Felt like we Whoa. got out of class. Yeah. So the the person who did a bad job was you. Oh, I mean, the, I think The it's... reason that it sucked was you were self-administering. Well, I don't, I wouldn't, I'd rather me do it than someone else. Really? You'd rather someone who's never done it before do it than someone who's done it a thousand times. Mm, yep. I hate the nose thing. Like, actually, the the mouth thing was worse, wasn't it? It made me gag. The mouth thing? What was the mouth yeah. thing? Uh, you get, like, a paddle thing and hold your tongue down and you have to swab the back of your throat. Oh, they didn't do that. Oh, Not for yeah. me, yeah. Just the nose. Just the nose, yeah. Right. Um, and it's, have you got the results back already? No, I'm still waiting. I, I, they said it could take 12 to 24, uh, sorry, 24 to 48 hours. And I mean, I have no expectation it's going to be COVID. There's no community COVID transmission in New Zealand. It is just going to be a virus, but I did my due diligence for the sake of the country. Um, the, uh, the people said 24 to 48 hours, but if you've got it, the community health board will call you like as soon as they know. And if they don't, they'll send the, if it's a negative result, they'll send it to the GP and then the GP will forward it on to you directly. So it's been two and a half days now. That means I don't have it. They would have called me before now. So I'll get it at some point, but I, I called the GP and and I got this text back from the nurse saying, uh, uh, it normally takes up to 48 hours for test results to come in. And I was looking at my watch being like, uh, it's like 55 hours. So, you know, what have you been doing? <laughs> did you take, Did you text them back that? <laughs> it was one of those annoying ones where it said, please do not text reply. 
You should have just replied anyway. Like, uh, it's been 55 it's been hours. 55. I also had to sit in the car park for like half an hour waiting for them to come out, even though they told me on the call I was the only person who was coming in at that time to get a COVID swap. Ourselves. If they're fucking animals down there, man. That's animals. These, these, these frontline workers. <laughs> 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 yeah, but, you know, it was interesting. I feel like I've, I'm part of the team now. Yeah, well, it's not really a great incentive to go get one. Like, it's it's pretty amazing that even people now they're still getting like seven thousand people t- getting tested every day. Yeah, um, which is, I mean, a lot of people have refused the test. Well, that was the interesting thing because when I called up and I, you know, I was like, I've got a cold. I just the, basically the reason I called up was I had this cough, which is just not completely cleared. And had been lingering for a while, and I just wanted them to give a listen and, you know, check if there was pneumonia or something going on. And so they said, "Look, it'd probably be worth getting a COVID swab. Um, would you want to do that?" And I was like, "Yeah, of course. I mean, why not?" Um, and they're like, "Oh, because you know, it is your body." And I was like, <laughs> "Right, but in a pandemic, how much is our body dependent on, you know?" by society at large at what point does it actually not become your body do you think that there would ever be a situation where like they would compel people to have tests or compel people to have a vaccine uh i mean if they're not doing it now then no because like now is a pretty like you would expect i mean do you think it should be mandatory i don't think it would be mandatory i guess i was just like I was interested that they gave the option because I was so obviously going to do it. Like I was, I guess my mindset had always been like, if you, if there is a reasonable risk that you might have a communicable disease, then surely it's your duty as a human being operating in a society to go and get that tested. But I guess it hadn't crossed my mind that someone might be like, nah, nah, I don't want to know if I have this, this fucking virus. There are an astonishing amount of people who, do not even believe that it exists. Like, I suppose that's true. Not a, a small, not a small percentage of the population. A big percentage. Like I've got, I've got multiple people on Facebook that I'm friends with somehow that have posted kind of shit alluding to the fact that they don't believe COVID is a is a thing Weird. at all. Like it, that it doesn't like, even exist. That it doesn't exist, and that this is a way to control everyone that's a big one like everyone's all these people say that they're just like taking your liberties and taking your freedoms and that's why uh yeah i don't know it's it's it's, it's really uh it's really shown the put a spotlight on all the all the (laughs) the actual crazy people um uh that just like function amongst society ordinarily yeah but uh it really brings out the crazy like oh (laughs) Oh, it was okay. you all along. Okay, cool. I see. So you're you're not that far away from being a flat earther. You know? <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm glad that Melbourne has been improving. Looking forward to all of you getting some sweet relief in a week's time. Twenty eighth. No. Twenty. I can't. I don't know. Like they're doing a tiered thing, so we can cafes and stuff are still closed until the 26th of October. And I think maybe we can 
have a friend over in a week or so. I don't know. Yeah, I think in a week something lightens again and some of the schools start to go back. And Yeah, I don't know. A return to normalcy is on the horizon. Yeah. It, must be, I, it just occurred to me, sorry, that if you do test positive to COVID... It must be a pretty scary experience because you have like government officials like calling you and maybe rocking up to your house or something in hazmat suits. Like, it, because of how seriously uh, all the governments are taking this, they would they'd be like, Boof. it'd be like, you know, like a SWAT team coming down on you, wouldn't it? It would be a fairly freaky kind of situation, I think. Um, mm. But I'm sure at the same time that those people, those. Um, I suppose, as you call them, frontline workers who are in charge with like giving people that news or whatever would probably have been fairly experienced by this point and be fairly compassionate and have heard every possible response that people can give to it. So mm-hmm. I, I would imagine that they're fairly well positioned to, you know, be kind and considered and that sort of thing. Yeah, sure. I just don't like to, I don't like speaking to people in authority. <laughs> yeah, it's scary, right? <clears throat> it is. Hold on, I got a delivery man okay. at my door. I'm going to have to answer the door if that's okay. I'll get a beer. What'd you get? It wasn't for me. Oh, the worst. I know. I hate getting been, mail and it's like addressed to someone else. We've been getting so many deliveries lately. Like the guy comes at the same time every day and we're like, we get a package every day. That's quite so late. That's a six o'clock delivery. Yeah. Uh, sometimes what, last week it came at like eight. I sent, he's like that behind. I sent my sister some chocolates and she got it delivered on a Sunday while we were on our like family Skype call. So I was like chatting, oh. KC was here actually, and, and we were just like chatting to George. And then she's like, oh, sorry, someone's at the door, the, the mailman's here. And we watched mm. as the thing that I'd bought her online got delivered to her. And she's like, oh, oh wow. what's this? And she like opened it up and she's like, oh, it's, it's chocolate. And it's like, oh, it's from you. And I was like, I couldn't what? have fucking timed this any better. Did you take credit for it? Just did you say? Yeah, I, I said I paid a thousand dollars for him to do that at that <clears> exact time. Yeah, the uh, I I have had packages delivered here on a Sunday actually. Now that I think about it, yeah, so I gather it's... in in Melbourne because there's been so much online shopping that's kicked in. Like the postal mm. service has just been like, we've got to do it seven days a week because we'll just not clear it otherwise. So yeah. they've been delivering then. I think I'd like to be a postman. You could be a postman, and, and uh, it's like it's kind of a noble career. It is. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it's just like a nice, simple job. That's always what Glenn said he wanted to do at the cinemas, remember? He said he wanted <laughs> to quit and become a postie. Wow. Yeah. It's, so. uh, I kind of like the idea of it. Maybe, you know, when... Maybe in your 60s or something, if you're bored out of retirement, it might be a nice job. You know. Yeah. I feel like it would be a sort of satisfying... Like, th- there's a sense of completion as you, like... You start with a bag of letters and at the end of the day, you've put all the letters in the box and then you go home sure. and you're like, ah, I did the job. Yeah. The simplicity of it is quite appealing. It could be quite meditative. I totally think. And you have so much time. You're just thinking. You're outdoors. You're like seeing people. Did, did I just find, did we just find my dream job, dude? 
Maybe. Am I a postie now? <laughs> and I think you should bring like a little like MIDI keyboard on your lap as well. And as you just like ride oh. past, you're just like getting some tunes going. Just like getting Dude, a bit of a groove. Bring, bring, a li- bring, bring my own flair to the role. Bring a bit of flair. <laughs> have you seen what a um, postie... You, I don't know why you would have. But over here, all of the posties drive little electric cars. Like tiny little yeah. sort of golf carts. In the, they got adorable. Cute, they got cute little um, like red electric golf carts, and they just oh, zoom along the footpath. It's that's it, like, covered this, in case of the rain. Ah, like a little pope mobile. Yeah, like a little pope mobile. That's so cute. Mm. Um, yeah, maybe segways. Maybe in the future, well, segways probably aren't going to come back, are they? It'd be, uh, it'd be cool to be not. a posty on a segway. A posty, uh, you wouldn't be able to, if you carried all that, like, mail in the front, then it would just, like, front, the front weight would sort of pull you forwards, right? Like, it wouldn't, it wouldn't balance properly if you were carrying all of this shit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know, just, you know, if you guys look onto your uh, chapter title here, um, you'll see a picture of the New Zealand postmobile. And, uh, Michael, I'm just going to send this to you now. Have a look in the, uh, Facebook chapter. Oh, my God. That's a- that's so fucking cute. That's so fucking cute. And it looks like the cart itself has like a face as well. Yeah, it's a, it's a friendly like it's a friendly image. I don't like the colors though, I got to say. No. Oh, well. I want I want my posties to be blue. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. It's quite American but, whereas I think the British service you know is red, royal red. I suppose so. But it just occurred to me who the uh, who the old the the uh, the greatest postie of all time is. Postman Pat, Santa Claus. Okay, <laughs> we were in different pages there because he's like the. Do you reckon amongst like the postie community, they like have pictures of him on the like, nah. like the, they get nah. inspiration like this man nah. delivered to every house on the fucking planet in a night. Yeah, I, I mean, think that's, that's probably some. That's like, the dream if you're a postie. Maybe like a six percent favorability. But, like, I think amongst posties, Santa Claus is seen as this poser who comes in once a year, swans in, does the easy job, gives all the presents to all the kids, everyone loves yeah. him. And who's in the trenches every fucking day? <laughs> Joe Posty, out there in the rain, out yeah. there doing the, like, oh, here's your bill, sir. Oh, here's your medical insurance, you know. No one's thanking them for turning up every day, but it's still yeah. fucking important work. Yeah, no, that's actually, that's that's the truth, yeah, for sure. It's like, they have the same rivalry as, like, Uber and, and cabs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, this fucking young upstart coming in, swatting in, oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but I might, I might, I might fill out an application. You know? Yeah, I think you could. They'd be looking for more workers. Probably. Okay. Oh, boy. Shall we, uh, I don't know. Do you feel like we could just ramble this one? I, we're kind of yeah. 35 minutes in. I don't know if we need a topic. Yeah. No, we don't need a topic. I got, okay. We're, uh, we're a couple of veterans at this point, Nick. We know what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> what did we do last time? Was it a topic? I can't remember. Yeah, we did a topic. We did uh, QAnon. Oh yeah, we did. Yeah, this could be a, this could be a fun one. Um, cool. okay. So I, I'm ready to, I'm ready to reveal a pretty important, hypothesis that i've been cooking up oh i can't wait for this yeah so you know i like to think of myself as science curious i um i browse the blogs you know i, I look at the pictures and uh 
it, it gets the gets the old noggin going, gets the body ticking along. And every now and then, I like to wade into these waters myself with a bit of a um, bit of a hypothesis. And I think I've hit on something that's no joke, probably revolutionary. Get it right up inside me right now. Probably going to change the way we look at the world. Oh shit, dude! Are you? Oh my god! Are you in a place where you're ready to be fucking assaulted with brilliance? Dude, I was born ready to be assaulted by brilliance. Here's the theory, and it's going to relate to something which you relate to in a very personal way. Food. Chimps. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Chimps. Uh, Okay. Okay. Are you ready? Food. Here's my hypothesis. I think it is completely 100% watertight. I've thought about this quite a bit and I'm convinced that it is right. Any food ingredient that is brown tastes good with any other food ingredient that is brown. <laughs> QED. That's that is my hypothesis. I believe it is a hundred percent true. Okay. Here, here's First, an example: bread, brown, peanut butter, brown, delicious. Peanut okay. butter, brown, chocolate, brown, delicious. Chicken, brown, peanut butter, brown, satay chicken. Need I go you on? <laughs> what about a Snickers bar and a steak? What steak is brown? All steaks are brown. All steaks are brown. Brown. What steak is your color? What color is your steak? <laughs> I, I, I suppose it's more of like a ready sort of black. It's on that spectrum. Oh, you know, I think- I'll, okay. I'll see. I'll see. I'll see you a, a, a brown steak. I believe that a brown and a, by the way. Snickers doesn't count. I said food ingredients. You've got to pick one ingredient. That is a, that's a product that already exists. Okay. But I'll give you steak. Steak and chocolate? Well, now you're in sort of Mexican food territory, right? Like there are main meals that are savory that are made with chocolate. And I believe that chocolate and steak, there's a way that you could do that. A dark chocolate, sort of a bittery kind of sauce. Yeah, I'm on board. Can I just say, you, you stated that this was... You thought watertight theory, and hundred um, percent correct always. Hun- yes, yeah, hundred percent watertight. You'd see yeah. for that to be true, for it to be watertight, as you say, as you claim, uh-huh. you uh-huh. you would have to have thought of every single food ingredient. I thought of four examples, and I think that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, I can't actually at this time actually fault the theory. Uh huh. Uh, but I do not believe it to be 100% true. It could be mostly true. And also, why did you think of this? Potatoes. Potatoes and bread. Delicious. Yellow. That's a chip sandwich. Potatoes are yellow. What? You know, like maybe roast- you're colorblind. Maybe this is why you think this works. <laughs> potatoes aren't yellow. They're yellow. Why are potatoes they're- yellow? Well, they're brown when they're in the dirt. <laughs> they're brown on they're, the outside. They're, they're the skin of a they're, potato is They're basically but- white. <laughs> on the inside, maybe, but on the outside. What other things are brown? I really want to Google what things that are brown, <laughs> but I don't think that's a good idea. I think you can, um, count. You can Google brown foods. Maybe I'll ask Siri. 
<laughs> hey, hey Siri, what is the, an example of something that is brown? <laughs> what a convoluted way to ask that. Okay, I found this on the web for what is the example of something that is brown. Check <laughs> it out. James Brown. Okay. Um, James Brown and chocolate, delicious combination. True. <laughs> um, well, all right. So, yeah, I guess, I guess for the time being, you're right. Okay. I, I, look, I'm opening this to the floor. Any listeners out there, play along at home. Think of a brown food ingredient, not a finished dish, an ingredient, and pair it with any other food and tell me that it doesn't, any other brown food, and tell me that it doesn't work because I can't think of any. What's your favorite type of, what's your favorite color of food to eat? Probably brown. I mean, it's pretty good. You get a lot of, you get some proteins, you get some carbohydrates, you get it some It is sweets. quite appealing as a food. I, I'll admit yeah. that brown is an appealing color. Brown's a good food. color. You get red your chocolate, you get your bread, bell. you get your, no, well, red depends on what it is. Yeah. Well, blue like doesn't Skittles. come up. Blue doesn't come up that much. No. I don't mind don't the purple, I have to say. Yeah, like some berries. But purple and blue are like artificial colours. No, like a blueberry, a raspberry, that makes a purple smoothie. Yeah, but everyone always says berries. Apart from berries, nothing else is blue. Carrots. Carrots are blue. Yeah, not blue-blue, but purple. I guess so. Purple is a crazy color. It's like, it freaks me out. I don't relate to purple at all. I relate to, I relate, I relate to blue and I relate to green, but I, I do not relate say that. to red. You don't relate you know, to red? Apparently, no. Apparently, a weird statistic uh, is that teams that wear red win, win more. Win more. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that interesting? You heard that? Yeah. yeah. I think it's like a... Um, like a psychological courage thing? Like, do you think that, yeah. like, red... Well, it, I mean, you've got a red, red microphone. What do you think that yeah. means? Dominance uh, oh. and <laughs> genius. <laughs> no, but, but red in the natural world often indicates, like, well, it's tied in with sexuality. It's, like, presenting, uh-huh. you know, a red, Wait. if you're a baboon, a red bum is, uh-huh. you know. Um, you've also, and it also, it's, like, that's why they use... Or maybe bulls are colorblind. Some other fact that I can't remember about red displays like aggression. Well, red is like one of those warning colors as well, right? Like if you see red berries or red on like butterflies or toes and things like those kind of colors are like, I'm toxic. I'm poisonous. I'm a threat. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Michael, can I ask for permission, please, to do a weird news? You want to do a weird news, which is my segment. Your segment. Or do you uh, want me to send you the link and you can do the weird news? No, I want to. I want to see. I want to see how you uh, how you handle it. Okay. I mean, it's. I'm not trying to take over your your, your <laughs> no, zone. No, no. I just no, feel like not... this is relevant to what we're talking about. I think it's going to be up your alley, dude. Honestly, go for it. But it's not going to be. A, it's not going to be a day in the park. It's not like science news or whatever you're you know you do mailbag it's not like this it's there's a lot of uh there's a lot going on a lot of moving parts so okay like go for it go for your life honestly but don't get cocky about it okay i treat it with respect that's it and maybe at the end maybe maybe through weird news if you just take some notes 
and just like a little bit of constructive feedback at the end would be really helpful. Done. Okay. I'll be- um, could you please play the jingle? Good luck, man. In the news today from the strange and weird fact file. Well, for decades, only crackpots and crazy people believed in UFOs. Deputies That's what I still say the anyway. suspect told them he's been performing sex acts on animals since the 1970s. I told about my close encounter with the other. A sticky situation at an airport in Tennessee after baggage Turns out, this is Deep Thought Weird News with Nick Shadow. Alrighty. Um, one okay. of the best jingles ever. One of, one of the best. <sighs> okay. Um, thank you're you all right, for coming. Right. Um, this is uh, Weird News. Uh, weird News. Um, I got a headline here, and I thought it was a bit weird, and I thought, okay, this is this is going to be good. Um, Just ca- calm down, calm down. It's all right. Sorry. You're doing good. You're doing good. Okay. It's on uh, BBC.com. Reputable, I thought, when it comes to this kind of stuff. Ooh. Um, <laughs> Typically, um, we don't we don't use <laughs> reputable sites for weird news. Oh. Oh, okay. Go so on. This, this, Go on. You've can I tell it. you something You've honestly? Can I, yeah. t- can I be honest with you? Can I be real with you for a second? Okay. I'm a little worried that this isn't weird enough for weird news. But I, I just, I really, I felt like this would be a good story to talk about. Just keep going. I want to okay. hear it. Okay. I'll start, I'll start by reading the title and you just sort of, you just interject. Let me know. Right. Okay. Sure. Here's where we start. BBCnews.com. Malaysian man. <laughs> finds, finds is in air quotes. Malaysian yeah. man finds monkey selfies on lost phone. Dude, good witness. Okay, okay, good okay. Witness, okay, that's good. Okay, a Malaysian so- man says he found monkey selfies and videos on his missing phone a day after retrieving oh, it in the jungle shit. behind his house. Okay, we got a bit of a story on it. We got a bit of a story here. The content, including footage of a monkey that appears to be trying to eat the phone, has been widely shared on social media since Zachrids's Rodzi posted it on Twitter. The student said he thought his sto- his phone had been stolen while he was sleeping, but it remained unclear exactly how the mobile went missing. It was also not possible to verify the circumstances in which the photos and vi- videos ended up on the phone, namely because monkeys took it. And they did not respond to questioning. <laughs> I have included a link to this article in the chapter title of Weird News. Click on it now and you will get to enjoy some very close up. <laughs> Can you link some very me? close up photos of monkeys. <coughs> Bless you. Oh my God. Look at those eyes. Look at them eyes. <laughs> <gasps> So, uh, there was no sign of robbery. The only thing on my mind was it was some kind of sorcery, said the final year computer science student. A few hours later, in a video shared with the BBC that was time-coded 2pm that same day, a monkey appeared to be trying to eat the phone. (laughs) (laughs) You can watch this video on BBC. The primate can be seen staring down the camera against a backdrop of bright green leaves and crowing birds. (laughs) A couple of questions. Yeah. Do you reckon that the monkey tried to eat the phone because she didn't like the photos? Oh, do you think it was a selfie? And she's like, yeah. oh, God, nope, no one can see this. 
Yeah. And because she's a monkey, she's not thinking straight. <laughs> she's like, what? <laughs> she's like, I just, I just heard that back. And I was like, um, because she's a monkey, she doesn't um, often do um, what's rational. Yeah, yeah. She's, um, she's and so she, instead of just like stomping on the phone, she just ate it. Yeah, she is silly. She tried to eat it. Um, here's what happened. So he tried to find the phone. Then... His father noticed a monkey outside their house. The father called his son's phone and heard ringing in the jungle. (laughs) And then they walked out into the backyard and discovered the muddied phone on some leaves beneath a palm tree. And then the uncle or whatever joked that maybe there was a photo on the phone of the thief. And then after they opened the phone and looked at the pictures, it's full of monkey photos. (laughs) They suspect that the monkey may have entered the house through his brother's open bedroom window, picked up the phone, and then went out into the forest. Where is this? Malaysia? Malaysia. Oh, that's funny. So it would have been really scary if uh, they rang the phone and then they just heard a... I don't know how monkeys sound. So here's the the last part of this article. There have been basically... It's not the first time that monkey selfies have made headlines... Um, in 2011, Naruto, a macaque monkey in the Indonesian jungle, picked up a camera owned by David Slater from Monmouthshire and snapped a series of selfies. Mr. Slater argued that he owned the copyright to the widely shared image, but animal rights charity Peter sued and said that the animal should benefit because it clicked the shutter. A US court <laughs> ruled that copyright protection could not be applied to the monkey. And dismissed Peter's case. But Mr. Slater agreed to donate 25% of any future revenue from the image to charities pro- charities protecting Naruto and other crested macaques in Indonesia. I did read about this one. That's, uh, That's yeah. such a Peter thing to do. Like, I'm all for the protection of animals. But suing a guy who had photos of a monkey on his phone in protection of the monkey's rights to the copyright. Like, what the fuck are you doing? What's the goal here? Yeah, they're like, how did no one say, this is... This is worse for our image. <laughs> like, like who are the who are the actual actual lawyers that are doing their, you know, staying up late at night working on the case? You know, yeah, <laughs> trying try to work I, out I, like, I'm legally. Just, you'd have to monkey. be totally on board as like within Peter as well. Like it'd have to be a lawyer who's joined Peter, right? Yeah. It wouldn't be like a th- outside firm. And every time they get an email and it's from like Janice at Peter, you're like, oh, what is it this time? I mean, it would have been funny though, if they did rule that it was, it, it wouldn't mean anything. It wouldn't mean would it? anything. Uh, it'd so. mean like some guy would lose out on a whole bunch of cash. Yeah. But what are they going to do? Give the cash to the monkey. Do you think Peter loves uh, animals more than people? I don't know. I think they I do. I mean, probably. Yeah. I guess to a certain degree, it's like... People for the ethical treatment of animals. I mean, it's kind of in the name, isn't it? It's kind of a, It's kind of arbitrary in some respect that we treat people differently than we treat animals like at the end of the day we're just 
beings that have evolved on this planet uh and we're all gonna all of us are gonna die someday so by that token all living creatures are exactly the same it kind of doesn't make it does make sense and it doesn't make sense that we think of murdering a person as horrific but if you killed your cat you're just like eh, i don't care about a cat what of course you care about killing your cat well i mean not as much like it's, you it's seen as a lesser, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, it's the degree of, like, consciousness that, and self-awareness, right? Like, humans have self-awareness. They know they exist. They're intelligent. They can communicate in our species. It's sure. sort of like saying, like, oh, aren't elephants and, you know, birds, like, the same? You know, do you think yeah. an elephant looks at a bird and, and thinks, oh, you're really just like me. Probably not. It's just only interested in elephants, right? But isn't the bird's experience of being a bird this worth the same as an elephant's? Like, just because you have more consciousness, does that mean that your experience is worth less? Probably not. You mean worth more. If you have more consciousness, isn't your experience worth more? Probably. Yeah. Because we like, think so. we don't, yeah, because we don't like on the scale, right? We don't ascribe as much care to insects when we kill insects than we do to mammals, right? And I think that's a perception of consciousness. I'm not, I'm not saying that it doesn't exist or that, I mean, I think that way as well, obviously. Um, but I think, I don't know, part of me thinks that if you really break it down, because of the fact that nothing matters, like no, no, nothing matters in, in the sense that we're, <clears throat> we're just like in, in a blip of time where on oh, what I didn't smoke weed, by the way, before I came on here, <laughs> I'm like an absolute stoner. Um, uh, I forgot what I was going to say, but life, me- life is time, meaningless. Right. Life is meaningless. So consciousness is in any form. Uh, should be worth the same amount. Well, see, I think that if life is meaningless, then those that are more conscious are going to be getting more out of life, aren't they? Yeah, that's true. But that, what? who cares? Well, I've, if, the, if there is no ultimate meaning, then surely all you have is your own individual experience. So if you're more aware of the experience you're having, then that's a more valuable life. But it's not the bird's fault that it, that oh it's it not their fault was a at bird. All. No, it's not. A, so it's not a blame they just got thing. a they just got a bad luck of the bad bad hand. Bad luck of the hand. Yeah. I was watching a video today of a python that was getting attacked by a badger, <laughs> and um, and it was winning. It was strangling the badger, and then somehow the badger got free. And started biting the snake, and the snake. It must not suck being a snake because you've got your head is like at the top, but you've got so much body to worry about. <laughs> like it's like my head's here, but now I, I have to worry about my whole so torso. Much, so and, much and torso. You just like look over and like twenty meters away, you that you just see your tail, and you're like fuck. Yeah. Um. And anyway, this has a vague point. And, a, and then a jackal came over and started helping the badger to eat the snake 
because they wanted they both wanted to eat the python so he helped the badger and the badger was like thank you this is what i'm projecting somewhat where was this this is in africa there was a badger botswana yeah and anyway they kill the python and the python for like 10 minutes just has a terrible time and the point of my story is wouldn't it just fucking suck to be an animal like your life sucks yeah. your life fucking sucks like your whole life is just trying to stay alive and trying to find food and while you're trying to find food you're trying to not get killed while you're finding food and then you just like go to sleep and just hope that you don't get killed in the night and then you wake up and then you just try and do it again and then in the meantime you're trying to get laid and you know it, while your life is already so stressful, I'm trying not to get killed. I'm trying to find food. And on top of that, I got to find, uh, you know, a, a partner. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like the life of humans in poverty as well. Sure. Yeah. I mean, you're right. <laughs> so, sorry. sorry about that whole, that whole thing. I don't know, uh, <laughs> know where that came from. But you definitely... Um, did not play the green flute before this. Uh, De- definitely, definitely didn't. How do you no feel? Way. Look, we're just, we're, I'm slightly, I'm a little bit drunk. This, this, I like this, it when you're drunk. This episode isn't really, it's not like driving anywhere, but how do you feel about a science news? Oh, dude, nothing would make me happier. I feel like we should do a science news then, right? <laughs> yeah, man. I think we should do... A science news. Wait, 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 wait. Let's let's wait. Let's set it up and then let's play the wait, wait, wait. Oh, you fuck! I had a really good burp, and you just you talked over the top of it, and then I lost it. So that's your loss. Might come back later. Do the science news. Play the jingle. It's that time. Time for science news. It's been a while. Been a while since I <laughs> I missed you. No, it hasn't. Yeah, it has. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. Well, what are you talking about? How come I'm <laughs> drinking and you're not drinking? Why are you not? Oh, you've had a beer. That's right. All right. I'm literally drinking. Yeah, well, you kept it off camera. I just picked you drinking wine most of the time. Here we go. Ready. Here's the sights. Okay. <clears throat> I'm washing. Okay. Washington Post says, Stop springing forward, say sleep experts, pushing standard over daylight saving time. Let's fucking talk daylight saving. Okay, there's the burp. Yeah, well done. Yeah. Daylight saving time is coming up. Let's talk this shit because I want to know what you think here. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, then Washington Post says, American Academy of Sleep Medicine says the switch to DST daylight savings time does more than temporarily throw our sleep schedule out of whack. 
data shows it poses serious public health and safety risks. And now members of the prominent sleep organization have made it clear that if they had it their way, the country would finally be rid of the decades old system of shifting between standard time and daylight savings time. A growing body of evidence prompted by the Academy. No, a growing body of evidence prompted the Academy to release its first position statement on the subject, recommending that the country eliminate the biannual switches in favor of year round standard time, which asserts better aligns with the human body's natural circadian rhythms. The statement was published in this journal, blah, blah, blah. While acknowledging it's only one of many voices, they hope it will reinvigorate debate on the matter. Here's the data. There has been accumulating evidence over the last several years indicating that daylight saving time in general, but importantly, during the switches between DST and standard time, are deleterious to health in various realms, cardiovascular health, motor vehicle accidents and crashes, and psychological health. Excuse me, I haven't talked this much all week. (laughs) In addition to increased risk of stroke and heightened mood disturbances, studies show a spike in traffic fatalities and medical mistakes in the days immediately following the switch. One recent paper examined more than 732,000 accidents over two decades and found that fatal crashes rose by 6% in the first week Mm. of daylight savings time. Another research abstract published in May studying the effects of sleep deprivation on healthcare workers noted that an 18% increase in adverse medical events related to human error occurred the week after switching. The issue is that as a society, we are so sleep deprived to begin with that when you add even just one more hour of sleep loss on top of that, you are pushing people into a zone of risk. It's like the straw that breaks the camel's back. So basically science is saying we are killing people by doing daylight savings time. And I want to know, where do you sit on this? Do you like a daylight savings? It's coming up. It's two weeks away for Australia, one week away for New Zealand. Less, actually. We're about to go into this, uh, you know, summertime. Are you on board? Do you like it? Do you want it? Are you happy if it's not? Well, well, that's the thing. You like it when it goes into summer and you hate it when it goes into winter. So, um, overall, I would just, it would be way better if they... Just didn't do it. Like, is it necessary? Like, did you explain why daylight savings exists in the first place? I think originally it was the idea of maximizing light, right? Uh, the, the article doesn't cover history, right? But the idea is, okay, if it's getting lighter in the morning, let's push that later so it's easier to sleep in to our normal times. And then we get more light at the end of the day, which is kind of nice because it's like, oh, look, we can go off and do things and it's still light out. Mm. Right. I remember Brad Pitt once saying that daylight savings was stupid. So I uh, tend to agree with him on most things. Yeah, including dumping Jennifer Aniston. Dump dump that bitch. Wow. No, I love Jen. I love Jen. Um, um, yeah, no, I hate... I, I, I'd get rid of daylight saving for sure. And also, it's crazy. Like, why are people, are people um, that six percent of people like car crashes? Uh, is that because people are losing sleep, or is it because like they're my I, my first thought was that they're like they're like oh shit, it's daylight savings, and then they're like <laughs> late for work and drive faster. No, I think it's probably more <laughs> like they're sleep deprived 
so then their right. attention <laughs> is drifting and they're not as, as like alert on the road right yeah what about you do you uh where do you where do you stand on the dl do you know what yes no <laughs> i had a where'd the l come from daylight daylight, I suppose. daylight daylight um, savings yeah the i i do kind of like it like i i get why it happens because when it gets to summer and it's like still light till eight o'clock it feels nice doesn't it like it's it's got a vibe where Sometimes you're like nine. Yeah, yeah. Like there is a there is an atmosphere to the like the evening when it is lighter, right? It it feels festive. It feels exciting. Totally. It feels like an opportunity. It's I, my I favorite kind of like time of day. Part. Five PM is my favorite type of day. Uh, time of day, sorry. Type of day. <laughs> <laughs> I like the days that are at the end. Um <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like 5 p.m is like like you said exciting it's like that's when the anticipation of thing if something good's about to happen it happens you know it's just before five work is before. finished you're about to be free you're out in the world dinner's coming the yeah. best meal of the day desserts totally, after yeah. that the best dessert of the yeah. day and Goodness. then it's like light out as well yeah Magic. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. But are you saying that we wouldn't have that? So, in reality, we'd have. We wouldn't have the. So we wouldn't have the jump. So Wait, here's what would happen: here. instead of it being light till nine p.m., say, it would be light till eight p.m., and it would be lighter in the morning when you get up. So if right. you kept, if you didn't do daylight saving time all the way through, you would just the light would stay earlier relative in the hours. So it would be more daylight time and an hour less at the end of the night. But it would be dark at 8, mm. which is still like 8 o'clock. That's an okay time yeah, for it to go dark, right? Totally, yeah. I'll take an 8. But how... So could they actually even... Imagine if they Im- implemented this. Would it take heaps to actually implement it across the world, do you think? Well, it's it's just jurisdiction to jurisdiction because even in Australia, it's state by state. Like Queensland doesn't do it. Oh, is oh what? Queensland doesn't do daylight savings. I'm pretty sure. And they so it, there's a point in the year where South Australia and Northern Territory and Queensland are all at the same time, but Melbourne, what? Uh, but had... New South Wales and Victoria are an hour ahead. I had no idea that that was true. Wow. Yeah. It's weird that uh, Queensland's the progressive on this. Well, progressive or they just never got on board 40 years ago and it's now come all the way back around to... So each each state decides their own time. Yeah. Let me double check this. Wow. So it wouldn't be that hard at all. No, it's totally achievable. So... Daylight saving is not observed. Okay, I was wrong. Daylight saving is not observed in Queensland, the Northern Territory, Western Australia, Christmas Island, or the Cocos Keeling Islands, which I've never heard of. Um, So, at that point, Queensland is plus 10, New South Wales and Victoria... And Australian Capital Territory are plus 11. 
South Australia is plus ten and a half. So South Australia is ahead of Queensland, but before New South Wales and Victoria. Oh my god. The Northern Territory is an hour earlier. So the Northern Territory is still at nine thirty because they don't go forward. Western Australia is at eight. And then all the other islands as well. So in daylight savings time, this is what happens. Just picture a map of Australia and follow along here. Okay. Western Australia is at 8 a.m. The Northern Territory is at 9.30 a.m. That's normal, right? Okay. Queensland is at 10 a.m. South Australia and Broken Hill are at 10.30 a.m. And then New South Wales, Victoria, Tasmania, ACT are at 11. That's and that's silly. because each state does their own, either opts in or doesn't to daylight savings time. Why? Uh, I guess. I guess they don't care about it enough. Like, no one cares cares about it enough to change it. Well, I think there are but definitely they should. advocates for it, right? There are yeah, definitely people okay. who are like, I want daylight savings time. Yeah. Yeah, well... I wonder if it'll be one of those things that actually happens in our in our life. Probably. Then probably. Yeah, then I mean, you have now to that there's it, actually explain data. it to our kids and it'll be like, Ugh. You used to do what? <laughs> um Daylight saving time. Hashtag change daylight What's... I think it could change because if there's now data where it's saying six percent increase in fatal road cl- cl- fatal road crashes every year then that's, like, actual hard data that people are dying. Same with, like, medical stuff. Like, imagine going to a hospital in the first week after daylight savings time and being like, all of you who are already doing, like, night shifts and everything and now also one more hour of sleep out. Yeah, that's a good point. Doctors. You all right? Struggling over there. Yeah, I've been doing too much talking. You talk for a bit. Um, you got a story. I just want to say thanks to all the people that uh, have bought merch. Um, it, we almost well, it's easy to say you sold out of merch when you don't when you buy ten t-shirts. But <laughs> it was really it was really nice of uh, people to almost uh, buy all the stuff, especially considering we we gave shit out for free initially. <laughs> um, but uh, then. You know, even people who had free shit bought stuff. So, yeah, yeah it's really thanks, cool. Of thanks you. for doing that. It was nice. Yeah, it was yeah. very sweet. Thank you for backing us. And you really get a little bit it. of something out of it as well. You get a, a mug or a. Uh, the merch is cool. There's uh, the. Uh, I've got two stubby holders left. Yeah. Do you um, like a beer? They're, they're great. My dad was my dad was nice. He bought he put up a shirt that he's definitely never going to wear. Um, <laughs> and, and a mug and a thing. So yeah. Um, thanks for, uh, supporting us. Did I don't know I send, supporting. Did we send my dad anything? Yeah. I sent your dad a mug. He got, he was yeah. one of the first ones. Nice. I don't think that he showed me. He did. He did. Okay. Well, I think he he either sent me a message or he sent the deep foot Facebook thing a message. Oh, I might not have seen. Oh, did I see? I might not have seen that. Because no, sometimes you, if it's like... You too... send it to me. Oh, okay. I may... I don't know. Um, but yeah, there's a... If anyone else is listening and they want one, there's there's a, there's a handful. There's like a couple of mugs left if you want a mug and uh, stubby holders. So, I don't mugs know. are Just... real good. It's a real mugs good mug. Great. Everyone loves and a there's, mug. And there's two different kinds now. 
So oh. <laughs> there's uh, there's one with us as Simon and Garfunkel on the back, and there's one with a quote. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you can lots, collect lots them all if you want. Yeah. yeah, lots to collect design. <laughs> and if you want uh, more of this kind of stuff, well, there are plenty of previous episodes. You can find them all on your podcast feed, or you can just head to deepfort.podbean.com and have a look at the whole archive there. You can search for a keyword. You can type in AI or pigs, and it'll come up because that's how the internet works. There's also a full Facebook page. Like It's complete. And it's facebook.com slash deep4. And you'll have like interesting news articles posted. You'll have comments. You'll have posters. You'll have photos. Sorry, I've lost, I've lost a little bit. <laughs> uh, Twitter.com slash deep4. You can send questions and your comments to deep4 at gmail.com. You can... Um, go onto Instagram and Michael, you posted a little something on Instagram oh, yeah. fairly recently. Oh, it's gotten over 88 views. Over 88 <laughs> views of Michael's workout. Here comes Hollywood. Here comes Hollywood. It's a fun little video. You can actually go and have a look at it now. Good for you. Good for you. Good for you. Thanks. And then Thanks. Uh, 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 SoundCloud, if you want to listen to any of our jingles again or our tunes. It's coming up to Christmas, and that's 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 what we call chestnuts. Um, I just wanted to add one thing that I don't think I told you about the merch thing. You know, Dave Weber. Um, so I went to send him a mug and a T-shirt on the first round, and it went. He's living in San Francisco. It made it. I was tracking it on my phone. It went all the way to San Francisco. I got a notification saying it's out for delivery and then it says delivered. And I, I messaged him and I said, did you get a package? And he goes, no. So the package, like the package got, he, he reckons, I don't know, got delivered to the the wrong house or something. It's just so crazy that it can go like literally all the way across the road. And then it could be like delivered to the next house, like just slightly the wrong house. But isn't that Uh, more interesting as like an outcome is that someone's going to have stolen a package and what's in it? (laughs) A fucking deep fort mug without like stupid faces on it on the picture of Simon and Garfunkel. And this person's like stolen mail from someone and being like, well, I guess let's have a look what's in here. And what do they get? They get a low quality t-shirt and a mug with our faces on Simon and Garfunkel. Like in some ways, that's a nicer outcome. Our mug is, our merch is out in the world. That's uh yeah, I mean that's a pretty good way to think about it actually. Yeah. You know? There's some There's a homeless guy man out there, out there wearing our t shirt. And he just drinks his whiskey out of out of, our heads. out of a mug in somewhere on the streets of San Fran frickin' Cisco, baby. Yeah, Hollywood. Well, we'll send I'll send uh, Dave another set and hopefully it makes it. But there's no way to guarantee that it will make no. it, but uh also, Tina's mug got smashed. Well, you didn't wrap it in now. anything, Michael. You well, just sent a I loose mug in the mail and then it turned up in pieces. And you're like, well, who would have thought that would happen? Well, most of them made it, okay? <laughs> <laughs> it was like a strike record of, of four out of five made it. Yeah, so. yeah. That's yeah, a 20% <laughs> failure rate. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> 
Oh, good on you for doing the merch though. It's been fun. I'm glad that people have got on board. It's it's, it's, Me it's too. sweet. We're you know nearly it's 150 fun. fucking episodes in. It's nice. There's physical yeah. evidence that this thing exists. Yeah. Hey, should we do a hey. wreck engine to just oh, finish yeah. this up? It's been a while. Yep. Uh, let me grab the keys. Nice. <laughs> That's so cool. How do you say that? It's so cool. <laughs> couple of cool guys over here. Couple of cool, couple of cool guys. <laughs> Welcome to Deep Thoughts Recommendation Engine. Uh. Oh, you start. I've done too much talking. All right. Um, so what do I have? I've got... Oh, I've got one. My first, I've got two. My first one is maybe a few people have seen it, but this documentary on Netflix called Social Dilemma. Have you seen this? I haven't seen it. I've seen I've seen coverage of it. I've seen critiques of it, but I haven't watched it. Mm. It's just a it's it's a pretty well made doco. It's it's inter inter interjected. That's not the word. Whatever interspersed uh, interspersed with some reenactments or like they're, they're like acting out kind of like metaphors of the thing. Like that's the narr- There's a narrative going through it. It's kind of weird, but it's all right. Um, but anyway, the the documentary. Um, overall is just such a such a shocking look into so, how social media is ba- how we're addicted to social media um, and how social media is kind of actually controlling us and how much how much how much they how much information they have over you it's so scary man like I am um, I think I told you I deleted my Facebook and Instagram apps off my phone um, as soon as I watched this documentary. It was that. I haven't, I haven't uh, reinstalled them. Um, but I've allowed myself to go onto social media, but I have to do it on a desktop browser. Yeah. And it's cut down my screen time by 40% over wow. the last week, um, which is both, um, I mean, I'm glad that I'm doing that, but also when you look back at the, the amount of time that you're spending on your phone, like sizable portions uh, of the day, uh, it's just, uh, it's real, it's just disgusting, really. Um, but yeah, check a- out... Out of the... curiosity, what is your yeah. phone screen time? Give me some of your, give me your deets here. I'll look at uh, mine as, this, as well. I, this is more embarrassing than giving you my weight. <laughs> okay, I'm going to bring up my screen time here. Screen time, all devices. So this is including my iPad, presumably... Alrighty, daily average, six hours and twenty-four. Oh, mine's three hours and thirty-four. Wow. I, I, what? Let me see. Uh, see all activity. My most used app is. Oh, that's yeah. I'm looking on the week, not the day. My most used app is Overcast. That's my podcast app. Four hours. Tweetbot, three hours, 43. Messenger, three hours, 21. That feels long. I think Messenger and, and does weird shit. It stays on in the background. Uh, crossword app, one hour, 48. Uh, YouTube, one hour, 40. 
I end a game, two dots, two hours, 40. Mm. It's a lot of time, isn't it? Like five hours of the day, considering you're awake for 16. Yeah. But at the same time, like I work on my computer. So. But is it counting that? Is it uh, counting it's, what? Yeah, it's connected to all my devices. Let me see. So my devices are my computer, my iPad, and my iPhone. Well, I guess that's not too bad then, actually. If that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I um, instead of on my home screen, I used to have Facebook and Instagram, and I've switched them out with um, a flight radar. And this is my this will be my other se- second uh, second recommendation, flight radar. It's called. It's an app, um, and I've replaced it. At, on my home screen so that instead of uh, whenever I feel like the urge to pick up my phone and just mindlessly do something instead of having Facebook on there, I have a flight radar and it's called flight radar 24. It's an, a free app and you can see in your area. This might not be that interesting, to, <laughs> <laughs> but it's interesting to me. Uh, you can see all the planes in your area that are uh-huh. flying, including helicopters. And it's kind of interesting now with like most planes being gra- grounded. You can, anyway, you can tap on a, I don't know if you can, you probably don't need to see this, but you can, Oh, you should. Oh. Sorry. You can tap on a plane. If you see one going around and it gives you all the information about it. And like the names of the people on board, where the they're going, the people on board and their star signs. <laughs> oh um, yeah. Peggy's a Taurus. And then it's also got this thing that you can, you can switch views and then you can, you're like, it's got the satellite imagery of Google earth, but you're the plane and it's like flying through the air, but like in real time above all the areas and stuff. Anyway, it's kind of lame, but, uh, those so, are my so two. What, what's the, what's the, what's the appeal for you of, of a flight radar? Um, well, I love airplanes, Okay, but I also, I don't know. I, I think it's just like. I don't know. It's just interesting to me to t- click on a plane and see this is a Qantas plane going from Sydney to Adelaide. Uh, and then, I don't know, I think I'd like like to think about, you know, where that plane has come from or, and where it's going and who's traveling at that time. I even, I've got, I've got this weird thing. Like, even when I get a package from, like, China, if I've ordered something off eBay or something, I get, like, a thing. I li- Sometimes I like to see where the packages come from and then I'll get this go on to Google street view and just, I'll, I'll be able to see this thing in my hand that I have came from this like far away place and I can like see the actual place and like walk down the street. And now I've got it in my hand like this package, even though it's just like a cable or something has actually had quite a big journey. Yeah, it didn't come from nowhere. It was like it was a physical. It wasn't from nothing to something. It was from yeah. a physical place somewhere else to your hands. Yeah, and I, I like I, I like having that. I like I do that with my clothes as well. Like I'll if I when I, when if I've been on a big trip or something and I'm wearing a t-shirt um, after the trip, uh, you know, years down the track, I, I'll I'll think this t-shirt came with me to like Russia. Yeah, like, this t-shirt was in Russia with me. Yeah. Um, I don't know why I do that, but uh, anyway, that's... it's just seeing it through context, right? Like it's, it's, 
it's widening your gaze beyond yourself to understand where things came from and what you know how it's all part of a connected world, right? Totally. Ah, thanks. I appreciate you not uh, making fun of me for that one. No, you know, <laughs> I try not to be mean on this podcast. Yeah, um, you have gotten nicer over the course of this one, actually. So. <laughs> but you like being insulted. Your thirtieth birthday was a fucking roast. Ah, oh, dude, you would have loved it's... me to roast you. Ah, oh, I would have. I would have loved. Uh, I would have loved you to roast me, dude. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like a rotisserie chicken. <laughs> Brown. <laughs> um, what have you got to recommend? Uh, uh, I, uh, I've only got. I've got one sort of serious one and one, I don't know. Um, the new Fleet Foxes album just came out today, yesterday. And I listened to it a couple of times and have been enjoying it. And as a surprise album drop, the, yeah. um, the like, uh, six years, I think, between Helplessness Blues in 2011 and then Crack Up in 2017 sort mm. of had me expecting, oh, well, we won't fucking hear from these guys till, like the apocalypse or possibly never and instead like after a couple of years they basically just dropped this thing and said hey here is the new album called sure um get in it and i i have enjoyed it it's it feels like they've taken a bigger step towards you know something new than crack up felt from helplessness blues and it's not like dramatically out of keeping with them they're still sort of like in that folky space, but it's a little bit more rock bandy. It's a little bit more purposeful. It's got a bit. It's a bit um, sprightly. It's it's energetic, and I've yeah. just been digging it. I was I was saying this uh, last night um, over when we were playing poker that I feel like Fleet Foxes, in my mind, have a similar approach to their albums as Radiohead. Like they're not. They're not. They're Fleet Foxes to me are pushing their sound actively um, into new spaces. And even though it's essentially folk music, they're really doing some interesting things with time signatures and chords and stuff like things that are kind of alternative. Their standout features for me are harmony in terms of having like three part, four point vocal harmony and structural. Like they're not afraid to change a song halfway through from like, part A to part B and go in completely different directions. And, and that's sort of their quintessential vibe to me. But in this one, the instrumentation is definitely a bit more like, okay, let's get some, let's, let's get a bit more like of a drum kit going. Let's, let's get a bit more of an electric guitar going, you know? Um, well, I think they had um, uh, Christopher Bear from Grizzly Bear play a bit of drums. Right. Out, so. And they had um, Aaron Desner as well from National. Um, yeah. So like there's, there's some good good folks floating around in this thing um, yeah i went for after you recommended uh after you reminded me yesterday i went for a big 55 minute long walk uh and just listened to the whole thing it made me think actually of when uh i went for the walk with you and your dad and we listened to the antlers yeah yeah, yeah album yeah. um just like i hadn't done that actually in a while like just go for a walk to listen to an album yeah, yeah. Um, it was a great way to listen and a great experience and i really liked the album as well mm. like uh i think it'll be a grower i think it will too yeah but all of their albums are because they're so dense yeah but yeah. going on um and then the other one which is like a pre-announced but will no doubt be dominating the next like the rest of this year for me is the new sofiam album comes out tomorrow what i was gonna ask you today 
The Ascension. Twenty uh, fifth comes so out tomorrow. I am ready. I'm raring. The couple of songs I've heard are really interesting. He's going off in a, a new tangent. Love Sugar. I haven't listened to Sugar because I was like, it's so close to release. I'm just going to, I'm just going to listen to it in context now. I respect that. Yeah. But like America is a very interesting song. Uh, I haven't gone back to it. Uh, Video games is very poppy, very fun. I'm just, I'm ready. I want to sink into it. I want to like bathe in it. I expect I'll be Uh, hammering at it for a while and I cannot wait five years. I didn't know it was coming out tomorrow. That's awesome. I was, I've actually been listening to um, interviews with him recently. Oh, yeah. Uh, which are few and far between. Um, there's not many. No, and he's, he's a, very he's private. Not, he's an elusive guy, and there's a couple of uh, like written interviews with like Pitchfork and stuff that he's, he's... I didn't know he was a devout Christian. Like He's really Christian. Yeah, yeah. Well, he, um, he was in an era as well, like... I think that's modulated over time a little bit, but like those early, early albums, they're all like Christian parables. Like the, the well, seven he, he mentions stuff is all Jesus a lot. Yeah. Doesn't he? Even in these, even in um video game, he's yeah. Savior he's got that imagery. Yeah. Jesus. The, um, uh, the, but it's weird. Sorry. Can I just say it yeah. was weird how that learning that, um, I was like, I wish I just didn't learn that. Like, I felt it was weird how I was like, ah, oh. like it kind of affected how I, I, I'm trying to put it to the back of my head, but, but I am trying to put it to the back of my head. Yeah. You know? I know what you mean, but I don't, yeah. I think I don't, I don't want to listen to Christian music but, at, at all. And like, that's the, yeah, thing. but you, you just gotta, you got, you can't think of it as Christian music because it's not Christian music. It's a music by no. a Christian. You listen to plenty of yeah. music by Christians. Um, it's not, really. not the same thing where it's like the purpose of it is like indoctrination. Um, yeah, I know. I know. It's silly. It's silly. Yeah. It but it's kind of like, it's well, kind of like, and, and stay with me. On this. <laughs> it's kind of like knowing, it's kind of like, you know, trying to watch a Woody Allen film. <laughs> oh, you know? God. You know? You're having to keep in context who he is as a person. I, I know too much about him. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Anyway, I, that was. I don't see it that same way, but the um, no, I was being facetious. But it well, the was, interesting it thing about him as yeah, well has all can... been the speculation about like his sexuality because he's never talked about it so much. Yeah, but like he's they're... gay. I don't know. It's possible, but there's like he's, he's he speaks very camp in the in that uh, he did an interview with Bryce Dessner and yeah. the guy from the National who did Planetarium with, yeah, yeah. and he. He came off as pretty camp. Yeah. I, I, I think that he's probably LGBT. I'm just not quite sure whether he's all the way there or not. But, like, there right. are songs where he talks about... Um, Handsome guy. Yeah, for sure. The, the, there are songs where he talks about, like, the closest and with a guy growing up and all this kind of stuff. And then he did the song for uh, the Luca... Um, Call Me By Your Name. Yeah, thank you. Call Me By Your Name. Like, there's plenty of suggestions that he's, you know, certainly okay with that kind of sphere of work so but yeah like to this day he's what like 40s and he's probably done like less than 30 interviews in his life like he really yeah he really is quite reclusive yeah do do you when do you listen to music knowing i guess it's something that is has been different for you and me but 
hearing songs that you know are, are about straight or heterosexual uh, romances or feelings or thoughts, does that has that ever factored into how you receive a piece of art or music? Not really, because that's just the default for all media that you consume. I grew up watching straight relationships in every TV show and movie and everything like that. That's Uh, like gay people can't escape straight relationships, right? It's just everywhere. Every sex scene that I saw growing up was of straight people, right? (laughs) That must be, that must be so annoying. It's weird. So like, it's actually the counter where like, if you ever hear something that is explicitly queer or you see a relationship or a story, which is explicitly queer, you're like, Oh, well, this is one of the ones that's for me. Is this what yeah. normal people feel like? Yeah. But like, I this is you know this is drunk me at the end of a podcast just throwing shit out. But like, I genuinely <laughs> yeah. think that every straight person should have to watch like gay sex or like watch gay porn or something because every gay person has had normalized, you know, what a straight relationship looks like, and it's yeah. like okay, whatever. But if the world you know, had the same reciprocal factor where like every straight person just got to see, I mean, got to see is a weird way of framing it, but like uh, was shown the same degree of intimacy or like actually just watch what gay sex looks like. It would remove so much like homophobia. It would remove so much like stereotyping, you know, like so much of the like You mean like movie sex, right? Not like porn sex. Well, probably both. Like to be honest, (laughs) No, but seriously, everyone to watch gay porn. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, legit. I guess. Yeah, fuck it. I'll say it. Yeah, probably (laughs) because because so much of of bigotry is not understanding people, right? Like so much of of discrimination is uh, like, oh, which one of you is the top and which one's the bottom, and like all this kind of stuff where like it's based on like kind of vague understandings of what goes on, right? But if you just understand something better then you understand yeah. people better. So in the same way that like, I know what straight sex looks like. I think yeah. that straight people should know what gay sex looks like, like actual real gay sex. Yeah. Like, you what, might have a point. What, what is the, the downside of it? Well, do you remember a few months ago, this came up cause I made a joke about, you know, I made what you thought was like a, I don't know if you thought it was homophobic, but you you thought my joke lacked understanding of um, gay sex. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, I think I uh, maybe I shouldn't repeat it, but um, but I think you might have a point about it's it's about normalizing it though. Yeah, for it? sure. It it's about uh, normalizing and understanding, I'll, right? I'll admit, even myself, it's. Because I it, ha- it hasn't been normalized ac- um, um, across society in media in whatever form, then like even when I see uh, like two guys kissing on screen, like as much as I'll try and not react, there's a some part of my brain that's like, oh, oh this this two guys kiss. Like I, <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, I'm trying it's to I'm trying here. to not it's do novel, that. Right? Yeah, that's it. Um. And that's weird. Like it, like you said, like it should be. I, I want to get to the point where I, when I'm like, oh, that's just two people who are in love. Yeah. Or, well, and know, I, I mean, that's also a media critique question as well, right? Because, like, uh, one of the unfortunate tropes of the representation of LGBT LGBT people is like a lot of the stories that they are 
in are not like uplifting or flattering stories. Like it is a real trope, the bury your gays trope. You can look it up on TV tropes where like no gay couples are able to be, are like allowed to be happy on screen. They'll always kill one of the gays off. Like that's commonly happens. And they use, really? yeah. Like if you look it up, bury your gays. It's a regular thing. Every, anytime you have people in like a happy um, homosexual relationship, it is really common for a story to kill off one of those people where they would never kill off a heterosexual person in a, in a couple in that same frequency. And oh, so that's what they're trying to do to Ellen right now. <laughs> uh, yes. Um, but like that, that's a real thing where the representation of those relationships on screen are also like that. That's part of what Dan Levy with Shit's Creek explicitly set out to do was to show a relationship on screen of people who just got the trajectory of like a Jim and Pam of just two people who fell in love and then they had little kind of hiccups along the way, but they never, they never slipped out of it. They never like, there was never a cheating. There was never like drama that no one had disease. There's none of this. They just got to be in love and go on their love story. And that's, that was a conscious choice because so much of the representation on screen is not, gay people just being happy and even like modern family which was properly like uh, revolutionary in its own small way like of including a gay couple in your sitcom and legitimately probably contributed to the passage of the uh gay marriage laws in america by the normalization the two gay like men in it the the characters they fucking hate each other they're awful to each other then they they hate each other and they're not even allowed for the first couple of years to even kiss each other on screen every other couple on that show is allowed to be affectionate but the gays were not allowed to be affectionate so it has been like a real ongoing theme for that kind of content on screen where even if you were a gay person or a straight person the representation you have of those relationships are not actually true to what gay relationships are like in real life yeah it's it's not something you think about actually as a as a as a straight person that you just take it as a given uh like everywhere else but yeah i was watching bruno the other night and you know there's that scene where he he kisses he's he is a wrestler and he's at this like hardcore southern wrestling arena and he he pretends he was, he's a wrestler at first and then he kisses this guy and people like, he was actually afraid for his life, uh, shooting that scene. Yeah. Um, that when you're, when you're seeing in these shows, a, uh, gay people not being represented, it's because these shows are trying to cater to their audience and their audience, uh, overall kind of doesn't want to see it. Yeah. Which is, it's, which it's, is terrible. But also, it's a generational thing, and it's 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 cool to think that these generations that are like kids now that are nine, eight, eight, nine, and ten or whatever, they they it has become more way more normalized for them. Yeah. So the next gen, like these young kids, are probably going to grow up and and it's going to be like a non-issue well it might be an issue but it's going to be yeah it's improving significantly less of an issue yeah yeah for sure it's just 
yeah, for every generation above that still ongoing, it would be nice to to see a little bit more on screen where that was not so cliche, you know, not so not so outdated in its representations. That's that that was why I'm saying to everyone listening, go and watch some gay porn. But um, yeah, <laughs> the, the, I think that by a better understanding of of how actually people interact in the real world you you do genuinely shape people's attitudes towards that thing right yeah yes sir